Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book I do the review and stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. Joining me today is Juliana. Say hello, Juliana. Hello, everyone. And today we are going to be reviewing a book which I is passed over, well, passed passed through various read, got two read lists that I've put together in the, you know, it's, it's a book which keeps coming up. Okay. And I keep going, oh, one day I'll get to that book. Right. And then I was looking through the uh, um, you know, the, the Audible library because I got this uh, thing. I've got Audible, three Audible credits and I was looking through some stuff. And then I was like, oh, let's check if, you know, some books which are in the Audible free library. Yeah. Search for science fiction. And one that came up was The Time Traveler's Wife by Audrey Niffenegger. Yes. And uh, and I was like, oh, that's one of the books. And it was a free one. Even though I was, you know, I was looking to spend an Audible credit on a book, I thought I'd give it a go. Right. And there's a few reasons why I wanted to give it a go. It's but one of the reasons is is because the last book that we read or the last book that we talked about yeah. was Peter F. Hamilton. And yes. you know we were talking about there's lots of sex in this book. Yes. And I'd heard that this is a romance book with sex, sex, <laughs> sexy fun times. In the, it. the time traveler's wife. Time traveler's yeah. wife is also. And I was like, oh, let's do this. I know this is like a romance book, but it was there in the science fiction section mm-hmm, or it mm-hmm. had the label science fiction. Well, I'm it sure. has it in the title, time yeah. traveler, right? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, like here on Goodreads, it goes genres, fiction, romance, fantasy, time travel, science fiction, contemporary, adult. I, get, I don't know what that means. And then more. I'm sure there's more tags. Oh, uh, chick lit, adult fiction, magical realism, show all. Oh, that's sad. The Goodreads is so dumb now. Uh, anyway, lots of people have have filed it under science fiction as well as romance, and I think romance is higher up than time tra- uh, science fiction. And, yeah. Uh, but time travel is there. But time travel is like a classic trope in in uh, romance. You know. Yeah, it can be like time traveling can be any trope for any sort of. No, no, I'm saying specifically. Time travel is used quite a bit in romance. Yeah. You know, the biggest example is Outlander. uh, Well, Outlander, but even stuff like Back to the Future, you know, I mean, that's not his romance, but he's got that he's got to go there and, you know, he's got to accidentally, uh, he's got to not accidentally hook up with his own mother. (laughs) Um, You know, it's uh, it's a fun team comedy. But the whole point of like Groundhog Day, where you get to try something out and you get to relive something or have another attempt at something. Yes. Or you know what's going to happen. In the future, you know, all this different kind of stuff is is it's it's great for an epic love story with like, uh, you know, like it feels more important if there's time travel involved. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I've got got no problem that time travel is a big trope in in uh, in romance fiction. Mm. Mm. Um, But then again, here, check this out. Uh, literary award, literary awards. I can't even say it. Arthur C. Clarke Award nominee. Uh, Arthur C. Clarke science fiction author this is definitely classed as a science fiction book enough to get an arthur c clark um award nomination uh john w campbell memorial award nominee for best science fiction novel in 2005 you know so i've got no problem reviewing this as a science fiction novel okay considering it's a time travel novel (laughs) what i know you would have but like it's literally like these are like the john w campbell memorial award nominee for best science fiction it's like that's a science fiction award. It's a science fiction award. This is included with science fiction. Now, sometimes okay. I do think the, some of these awards want to claim more literary books or mainstream books to say, oh, that's one of ours. You mm, know, yes. I had this thing when yes. I was uh, started uh, reading the um, uh, 
the uh, Yiddish Policeman's Union yeah. or whatever it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it that? Yeah. Is that yeah, the word? That's, that's I the title. Can't remember the name of the author, but it was sort of like oh, it also won some. You know, um, I I don't know what other literary awards it had won. Sort of Booker prizes and uh, maybe it even won a. Um, uh, uh, not a Nobel Prize. What's the other one? Uh, the Pulitzer Prize. I think it was a Pulitzer Prize winning novel as well. Okay. And so that when you can go, oh, that's science fiction. Let's let's nominate it on our list and mm. we can say, oh, that was one of the best books of the year on our list as well. So yeah. I totally understand science fiction award committees or p- voters or whatever wanting to include mainstream books into our awards. You know, Harry Potter being nominated and winning a Hugo Award. You know, of course mm. you want to bring that in. So I'm like, yeah, science fiction fantasy, we can include that. So anyway... Um, uh, that's why I'm going to review this book. Okay. As a science fiction book. But actually, I'm not. How did it go? As a science fiction book, I thought this was actually remarkably good. Really? For what I read. Okay. Like, here's the thing. How far I'm did not, you get? <laughs> I didn't finish this book. Okay. Uh, but I was actually pretty into it. Like, the idea, the science fictional idea that it was in this book and the science fictional rules that were here. And the idea is that one guy um, has a, they call it a genetic disorder, that he gets unstuck in time. And he keeps going to places where he has emotional attachment. He, he has emotional attachments to things. Okay. And he ends up, like, time traveling there. Yeah. And when he arrives, he's always naked. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and Damn it. <laughs> yeah, so the first thing he has to do is like, you know, it's like the scene from Terminator where the first thing you've got to do is find some clothes. So, he, you know, he robs someone or beats someone or finds some clothes or whatever, or he just hangs out naked for a while and it's always really cold. And he lives in, he lives in like the the north, um, the north of America up in Chicago or whatever. Right. And um, anyway, he's, it, so he always turns up places and then he keeps returning to places where, where he's got emotional connections to yeah. it. Okay. At whatever two two yes whatever he has uh, emotional connections to a time and place and Mm. returns there um even to his own place so he actually meets he can even meet himself but he can't change the past and he can't change the future so everything's all set okay and yeah i like the the time travelly rule setup of this book i thought was quite fascinating and he can't decide when and where to go no but he kind of knows when it's going to happen because he starts feeling ill and then he disappears and okay. when he's going to come back to his real body he starts feeling ill and then reappears like then disappears from that time frame and <laughs> yeah, comes okay. back to the other one so i started reading this book and i was like hey i like this idea i like this setup like the the choices that the author was making of what what um henry what's his name there's uh, characters here henry de Tam- um, I didn't. I didn't always agree with what he was doing. I wasn't really interested in what he was doing. But the science fictional setup of this, I thought, was interesting. You know, okay. and it could be a framework for a really interesting love story. You know, like a, I don't know, other time travel story where someone has to like, oh, you know, you're gonna go back in time and you've got to convince your younger self to do this kind of thing or whatever it's gonna be. You yeah. know, um, I thought there was a lot of promise here. But I didn't finish the book. <laughs> okay, how far did you get into it? I got about a third of the way into it. So okay. it was it was like a 16 hour. Actually, let me just bring it up on uh, on Audible here, Audible.com, and I'll check it out in my library because it's the you know the last the last book that I added here. Um, let's quick look here. Uh, Time Traveler's Wife by Audrey Niffenegger. Um, 17 hours and 38 minutes. Okay, and I got like five hours into this book, yeah. and I was like. So we, we're wrapping up now. Like, we're going to get to the main point of it now and then we're going to kind of accelerate through to the end because I kind of know what's going to happen now. Mm. And no, 
and I looked and there was like another 11 hours of the audiobook left. And yeah. I was like, what? Like, what more can we go into here with this? Like, we already like like the, the cover of the book is like, uh, you know, this uh, young, young girl um, with, you know, shoes on with, you know, knees bare and a, and a skirt or whatever dress. And then a pile of men's clothes with man, man sized shoes, you know. Yeah. And the whole point is that he keeps returning back to his wife's home when she was young. Mm. And, uh, and and the first time he turns up there, he's naked and she's like six years old or whatever it is. Uh, oh, I can't even remember what it is. And he's like, next time, come out here, bring some of your dad's clothes so I can put some of your dad's clothes on. And um, creepy, isn't it? I'll get on to that. And, <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, and so it tells that, it kind of goes through that story mm. of what I thought was the, the like the interesting part of what happens if you keep returning back to your wife before you've ever met her and before she's ever met you. Yeah. And you get to know someone as a young person before you meet them as an adult. That's mm. literally what the uh, uh, time traveler's wife is. This is an extraordinary love story of Claire and Henry who met when Claire was six and Henry was 36 and were married when Claire was 22 and Henry was 30, you know. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is this is the story. Like, this is how they get together. Yeah. And weirdly, he falls in love with a younger version of her, but then she falls in love with the better version of, of him, you know, when he's not young. Yeah. Like, and I was like, okay, this is, a you know, the whole kind of thing where, like, women mature more quickly than men, so the, the right age to get yes. married. You know, you, that five-year age difference when you're both in your 20s or something, you're like, okay, yeah. it's like an extreme version <laughs> So anyway, like that whole kind of thing would have been good. And then I worked out how he was going to die at the end of the book. Okay. And I was like, okay, why am I finding this out? And it felt like it was wrapping up that part of the story. Hmm. And then it did wrap it up. And then it goes, and now Claire is 20 and uh, and uh, and Henry is uh, 28. So there's this eight year time difference. And then they meet for the first time. And and then it just I don't know, it just got boring and these people aren't nice people. And I realized, oh, what I thought was like the main chunk of this book, which was this kind of weird, and I'll get on to how creepy it is in a minute, but like at least interesting idea, an interesting dynamic, an interesting storytelling, which could have been like a really good short novel slash long novella, like mm. that kind of six hours, five to six hours worth of storytelling. Yeah. I thought we're going to accelerate through and have the happy times or whatever. And then at the end, we'll, you know, there'll be the bit where I don't know they can't have children and then we know how he's going to die. Mm. But because all of the creepy stuff at the start, yeah, it is creepy. And there has to be a payoff at the end. Yeah. And then it just got really boring. And yeah, and then I <laughs> and I and then I got another email from Audible just while we were sitting over at your parents' place an hour ago. Yeah. yeah. Eat, drinking tea and coffee and eating cake. Yes. Because that's what we do on Sunday afternoons. We go over to your parents' place and, <laughs> and drink tea and coffee and eat cake. Muffins in this um, cake. Yeah, muffins in this cake that your, that your mother cooked. I got another email from Audible. And because yeah. it's like, you know, generally the, the 17th and the 19th or whatever it is of mm. the month, mm. I get an email and it says, you have a new Audible credit. And it's like, you've now got four audible credits and i'm like what am i doing spending time with this book that i don't enjoy that i don't like yep. that i'm not enjoying and i i think i got all of the enjoyment out of it which is sort of like the the thought experiment um uh, science fiction stuff you got the idea presented <laughs> yeah the idea of the book and the whole idea of 
they met when Claire was six and Henry was 36 and they were married when Claire was 22 and Henry was 30. You know, that kind of setup. I, I got all of that. And then I realized what I'm going to get for the rest of this book mm. isn't the science fiction book or isn't the cleverness or isn't mm. the interesting thought experimentiness. It's just going to be some romance book about um, two married people living their life or whatever. Yeah. And and then and, and then, of course, we already know how he's going to die. At the end. Okay. And um, and I was like, oh, I can't be bothered. So then I mentioned it to you. And, yes. And it turns out you've read this book before. Yes. It took me a while. Yeah. We, we, once you got the German title of the book, you recognised the no, cover. No, 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 no. Not the German title. Oh, okay. Wasn't you it? told me the, the title. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I know this. Yeah. Um, But then you showed me the, the cover of this book. And I thought, nah, that's... And and then I thought, hi, oh, but I remember something similar. And then I remembered, yes, I actually did read this. Yeah. Um, but of course, I read it in the German version as a paper book. Yeah. And I read it maybe in 2009, 2010 yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, and then I actually remembered so well how the cover looked. I went to Goodreads and yes, it, it was exactly that. So I did read it. So I went upstairs into my bedroom and uh, yeah, there it was. Your old bedroom at your parents' my place, which is what well, all it's it has like, now is a double bed, our camping our gear. Our storage. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, a, and a big bookshelf of lots of storage. books that you yeah. had uh, when back when you read paper books rather than reading on an iPad mini. Yes, um, and uh, I did read it. I do remember reading it. I don't remember anything specifically particular about it, but I do remember that it is just a romance book in my in yeah. my feeling. It's you didn't just, read it as a science no, fiction book. No, I did not. Um, and I read it when I was we we figured it out. I was twenty five, roughly. Yeah. And um, I remember just. Uh, I think I was emotionally touched by it at some points, but more of the hypothetical concept of knowing that you know, the person you love, you can't keep or have around. Yes. There's, that was more the thing that touched me. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember anything about it. I don't remember how, how he died or whatever. Like all the, uh, nothing, nothing yeah. about it. But you it. remember the general setup though. I remember the general setup and I remember reading it, especially because I do like, I am very much um, drawn to nice looking covers and this is a nice mm. looking cover in German. Yeah. And um also, there are some points which I'm sure you're going to get to as well. But reading something in German changes um, much of the way I would perceive something. Yeah. Um, and now particularly talking about the, the background of these people. Um, and if, if I read something in German and not in English or in American where, where, it's, where it's set in, mm. It has like a, a a distance to it, or I, it changes the perception of how what I read yeah. about it, and uh, and so I I do remember it's a it's a romance book, uh, but that's about it. Okay. Yeah. But you remember enjoying it or having an emotional reaction? I remember reaction. having the emotional reaction. Okay. I don't okay. even remember if I enjoyed it or how I would rate it. Um, so. And I remember that there was a, uh, a movie made about it. Yes, which I haven't seen. Don't really intend to watch. But uh, as I said to your mother, I think when you went upstairs to get the book, mm -hmm. I was like, the the only thing that could possibly be different about the movie is that the movie is a lot better than the book. <laughs> because okay. what I didn't like about the book is like how much detail it was going into about the minutiae of these people's lives once they both became adults. Okay. And it was terrible. Anyway, let's uh, move on to some notes that I made. Some of these mo notes I made um, 
uh, a few days ago or yeah. like as I was reading it uh, some I just some I just made now okay. and then I was like let me read through some other people's reviews on Goodreads <laughs> just to make sure like I'm not missing anything obvious yes and most people like other people picked up on some of the same things and then I forgot to make any notes about what I just read so hopefully yes. I'll remember those things okay um go for it so my first note is what if time travel, but also uncomfortable paedophile grooming between a 36-year-old man and a 6- to 12-year-old girl? Because this is weird. It yeah. is weird and uncomfortable in a way that I found interesting that time travel could force in like could force like it's something that has to happen. Like mm. like if this is what the story is, mm. that she's six years old and she meets a 36-year-old mm-hmm. or whatever, because he travels back in time and turns up naked. Yeah. It's like I say, there is interesting stuff to happen here, but there was never a time when I found it romantic. Mm. The only thing I found out found about this stuff, the only thing I felt about this was icky. Like it always felt icky. It mm. always felt uh weirdly in a way that reading this peter f hamilton book which was written like before this and you're like oh no there's like this guy having penis adventures going around and he's 23 and he's like having sex with a 16 year old but that's okay or something but it isn't okay but it's kind of explicit that it isn't okay but Mm. like he's anyway this it's it's like that like but on steroids that but like ramped up to 11 like Mm. 40 year old guy is like holding the legs of a 12 or 13 year old girl and then like puts them on his shoulders and then is like oh no that that's kind of feels weirdly sexually explicit so then like takes the legs and puts them aside and then she jumps up and is like chase me chase me and he's like no i don't want to do this and then we find out later that she's like oh yeah i really wanted to have sex with him i tried to tempt him to have sex but like he never did have sex with me and i guess that's good and i'm and it's just like all the time <laughs> like my skin is crawling <laughs> yeah reading this and i'm like this is oh this is like something you can only do with time travel mm-hmm. that this is weirdly is it consensual and that's the whole thing about what grooming is grooming yeah. is you yeah. like you don't have sex with them when you're underage but yeah. you like train them into trusting you as an adult yeah and, and making them believe that the, it's their choice that they actually oh, want yeah this, you know. and it isn't now also but also the interesting part about this is that it's not his choice either mm. like the reason why he keeps turning up there yeah. is because he when they were both adults mm. and he didn't know who she was and she seduced him because she already knew everything about him yes. later on yeah because of course she had grown up with him being yeah. around her entire childhood yeah um when she was no longer a child she like used all of that knowledge to seduce him mm. and then take him to the place where she grew up like so he knew that yes. and then he saw the place where she grew up and is sort of like oh this is a great place like oh i'd love to have been here when you were growing up mm. and because he doesn't have control over his time travel he keeps t- he keeps turning up there which is again weird that you're not interested in your wife as she is now as a 20 something years mm-hmm. old and you're like 28 and she's 20 which to be honest for me that age gap is already a little bit off mm. you know that's still a little bit you know it needs to be what is it half your age plus seven so if you're 28 you've got to half your age which brings it down to 14 plus seven which is sort of like 21 so you're like okay that age gap is kind of like what you what you should be that's that's the gap which is feels appropriate if you know what i mean yeah um 
Sometimes it, it can be a bit further, but out. Yeah, but, a bit further. But what I'm, I'm just saying is sort of but like... But generally you only meet in when you're actually that age. Yeah, but here's the thing. If I, When I was 28 and I met 20-year-olds, I was like, ah, these people are too... That that girl's too young for me. It's like, it's... it's the, yeah, the, the apart age gap, from but, the interest that these people yeah. have, which is like so diff, quite different. But here's the thing. She already knows everything mm. about him, knows all the ways to, yeah. to, to uh, push his buttons and stuff. Now, I wrote a time travel book in my yes. first novel, Minding Tomorrow, and I had a thing where it's sort of like addressing this time travel based consent yeah. between like he went to like he like in the book that I have he has the memories of his wife and he wants to implant the memories of his pre of his life with his previous wife yeah. to the the younger body of his current of his wife in this thing but 20 when she's 20 years younger <laughs> yeah. and he already knows all the stuff to do to press all her buttons to mm. make sure that they can end up in bed with each other yeah. and again it's it, I'm, i'm trying to address the same kind of weird like it if you in a different timeline consented to this is that consent you know do that you consent kind of thing. to all timelines to all ages yes like am i me consenting now mm. is that but it's not consent because it was consensual but it's also that like power imbalance of this this person knows a lot about me and in this case claire knew yeah. everything about henry when yeah. henry at, the, at that point henry didn't know anything about claire even though he'd been grooming her mm. anyway this was the time travelly kind of timey-wimey stuff which can work and and does work well in this book but also it's just weird pedophile grooming mm. and it's not his fault that he keeps returning back there it's just because he's he wants a connection with his wife it's sort of like oh what were you like when you were younger but yeah. like i knew i met you when you were like 25 26 i guess yeah, i can't 26. remember Yeah. I have zero interest in what you were like before then. You're like <laughs> like I've seen pictures of you when you were younger and I'm yeah. like mm, wouldn't want to hang out with that girl. Like again it's again that's just Oi. me. No no, I'm just saying like <laughs> like why would I ever be interested in 15 16-year-old girls? Like it's yeah, when I was 18 I was very interested in 16-year-old girls. Mm. But when I'm 28 or when did we meet? I I guess I was like 30 31 or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not looking for 14-year-old, 12, 6-year-old girls, like literally like young like girls. No, of course you're not looking at it in the same way, but I've, I I'm interested in seeing how you look when you were younger. No, it's not I, how I, I not... looked. It's not like I looked. Like I'd be interested, I'd be interested to like yeah, see what your life was like, but I wouldn't be interested in hanging out with you as much as this 40-year-old guy does no, with not. hanging out with 10, 12, 13, 14-year-old girls. Like it's it's just icky and weird yeah. in the way that like I don't understand why lots of grown adult men enjoy watching anime shows which are all about schoolgirls and, mm. and it's like I just I, it just do, it just doesn't do it like there's nothing there that does it for, like they, I just don't find it interesting yeah Uh, on an intellectual level, like I say, with the time travel, weird consent, grooming, all that kind of stuff, yeah. I found it an interesting thought experiment. Yeah. But unfortunately, it it I think it was going for romance, and mm. I was just bit like just like skin crawling all yeah. the time. I totally um, understand that, especially as he always arrives naked. Now, I think this is a choice in the book, which is. It works in some ways that every time he turns up somewhere, he's naked. Mm. In some ways, it makes it interesting because it's always a challenge. It means that his superpower of always being able to of being able to travel through time is tempered by the uh, the cost of him always turning up naked and cold and having to find clothes and not having money and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like the time travel where you can just you can just keep. You always have everything, and you just turn up, mm. and suddenly you, uh, 
everything that you're doing then is about knowledge and power and advancement of yourself and yep. getting an uh, advance uh, advantage over people and you know all that kind of stuff which is part of it he can't do all of that but also it does mean that a lot of the books is sort of like he goes back in time or forwards in time and it's a lot of like right got to, where did i leave my clothes you know yeah. where did i disappear i need to go back to the bookshelves and pick up my clothes or and something. in the meantime hopefully nobody sees me yeah so i kind of wished that like i i i liked the idea of that but it stood in the way of more interesting storytelling yeah because every time she the author had to say yeah. that and talk about it and yeah and also it would have been a bit less less squicky that every time he turned up to the 13 or 14 year old girl he didn't there didn't have to be a scene of him like putting his clothes on while she watched and stuff yeah. like it's just weird okay um so oh i made a note of when he dies but i i don't need to put in spoilers there at all but it's it's really when he dies when he's 46 years old anyway um so yeah my next note is it feels like the story is coming to a close but there's still 12 hours left and then my next question of what fills this and it's filled this this next section of the book which i stopped where this is where i stopped reading yeah because i realized i don't like spending time with henry and claire henry is a bad person right i don't like him and now there's this meant to be this part of his life between the age of like 20 and 28 where he's a bad boy mm. he's an unreliable well, boyfriend not a boy anymore is he well no he's a man and he's trying yeah. to have relationships but he keeps disappearing and going yeah, of off course. elsewhere and people can't work out where he's disappearing to and it's not really clear yeah. he can travel 50 years in the past maybe in the, in the future you know um it's a bit wishy-washy, like it's not clear. But yeah, he can't hold down a regular relationship. Mm. But he's got these women who are like, oh, no, I can fix you. And that's mm-hmm. what Claire is doing now. Like, oh, he's a bad boy, but like, I can fix him. I know he's going to be a good man because I haven't, I'm not in love with this 28-year-old version of mm. Henry. I'm actually in love with the 36-year-old version right. of Henry. So she knows that he changed. And so that, yeah, yeah but then she has to do the changing or whatever. Yeah, I don't maybe. Even know but again, works. this is, I feel like this is going to be the middle part the book where yeah. it's sort of like hey this guy this guy's a project or something yeah. isn't it? this guy's a project i can fix him up uh-huh. because he's already done that to her like he's already shaped her entire personality what yeah. once he's already been fixed he's come back in time and shaped her entire personality as as growing up as a child like him huh. being there is the biggest <laughs> part of his life but yeah. now she's got this challenge and they go to this gig this punk gig or whatever mm. and then him as an older person turns up mm. and and you're like, okay. And then while the the current timeline Henry is upstairs, she kisses him and she's sort of like, oh, you're the guy. And it's like, yeah, because this isn't 28-year-old Henry anymore. This is 36-year-old Henry. Mm-hmm. And Henry's like, you should go up to Henry upstairs. Like 36, Henry 36 is like, go up and meet Henry 28 upstairs. Okay. And she's like, nah, I kind of like you more. You know, so again, oh, at this ooh, point, what? at this point, there is again, interesting timey-wimey stuff going like, oh, like again just as a thought experiment when were you most in love with your husband was it on the day that you met for a lot of people it's that like you know literally called the honeymoon period as well when everything's good you're getting to know them everything's exciting and things like that but if you don't like them as a person when you met them but you knew that you know that you like them in the future Hmm. Like you Are you going to stick with it? Yeah, it's sort of like difficult. But you know, because then there's this whole thing about fate and you can't change timelines and she knows she's getting married. So she hasn't had serious hmm. relationships with anyone. Hmm. And, you know... She doesn't actually know anything. Yeah, anyway. So, again, 
intellectually all of the things that are brought up in this book is sort of like oh this could be really interesting yeah but it's the, more like a philosophical question yes, and like, ethical yeah ethical philosophical all of yeah. the ethical and philosophical like the what time travel and science fiction can do mm. in the in relation to relationships like mm. in uh, you know as addressed with mm. relationships and stuff in this book i was like oh this is really again fascinating as a science fictional thought experiment but the people are terrible like I I don't like honestly I didn't understand like it they kept on being flashes of how di- nasty these people were mm-hmm. like really bad people that were spending time with but they didn't seem like to Claire be and Henry well, both Claire and Henry yeah. Like now, some things you just go, oh, that's a bit weird. For example, like Henry, it, like has sex with himself, I guess. So when he's like, you know, a teenager or something, teen him from like a year in the future comes and they end up in bed and you know sucking each other off. It's not explain explicit, but his dad walks in on them when he's doing it, and he's sort of like, oh, you knew my dad was, you've already been here, you knew. Anyway, so there's some things where you just go, yeah, and it, Wait, but it seems to just it seemed to be just the assumption that the author that if you're a 14 year old boy, you would want to suck yourself off if you come back in time and spend time with yourself and you'd end up of course you'd end up in bed with it yourself and i'm like maybe but it's like it's like just tossed out there as like yeah this is this is what you this is what this is who henry is and this is the kind of person he is that he gets into bed with himself and and i'm like okay like uh, again no judgment on someone who is has found a way with timey wimey to have sex with themselves or to suck okay. themselves off or whatever but again that's just one thing but then he meets somebody and is explaining his superpower to them. And it said, um, he says, Oh, like, you know, I have to like rob people if I turn up because he's, he Mm. needs a, he needs a lawyer friend, you know, to help him out to get him out of trouble. Yeah. And because the, the Chicago police know about him because it's the guy who keeps turning up. They put in the back of the police car and then he disappears. And they're like, where is this guy? So he's, (laughs) he's kind of got, he is a little bit infamous in some ways, but nobody really knows who he is. So he meets this guy, um, he was. He says in the future, you're going to be my friend and become a lawyer. And he says, yeah, sometimes I, you know, I've got to rob people if I need money and or clothes or whatever, mm-hmm. and hopefully they can be fine. And I'm just like, that's terrible. Like his situation makes him into a terrible person. And then he says, I've never killed anyone and I've never raped anyone either. And and then it, the book, the conversation just continues on, and the book continues on, and like there's these big sirens going off in my head, like. Why would you volunteer? Why would like, you even say that? No, yes, exactly. Like, I can understand it. Like, oh, yes, I've hurt some people, but I've never killed anyone. And you're like, great. And then he's like, and I've never raped anyone either. And this, there's, and I was like, wait, wait. Uh, like, who, why, why you know, would like, you? Like, why would you bring that up in conversation that you've never raped anyone? Only if you feel proud of yourself of not yes, doing it. Who is who's it's not like sure you can be proud of someone like you can be proud of yourself and like not having raped somebody but why would you ever say yeah but not not raping somebody is the norm so there's like that it's just one of there's all one of the all-time great tweets on twitter is this by mike Jin. uh i guess he's like comedian or something Mm. his twitter handle is shut up mike Jin. And he says, my not involved in human trafficking T-shirt has a lot of people, uh, has people asking a lot of questions already answered on my shirt. So that's the kind of thing. <laughs> if you're wearing a T-shirt saying not involved in human trafficking and people go, why are you wearing that T-shirt? And you just go, well, no, it's already answered on my shirt. Anyway, this is this is like the perfect 
I'm not involved, like wearing an I'm not involved in human trafficking T-shirt. It's sort of like, why would you be the kind of person who has to wear a T-shirt that says not involved in human trafficking? Yeah, that should be the the status quo. That is just the norm. Yeah, like (laughs) you should, there should never be the words, oh, I've not raped anyone either, should never come out of your mouth. Like you should never be in the situation where where you're having to say, oh, I've never raped anyone either like i've never killed anyone and i've never raped anyone either you're like yeah Good. i should like, okay and this is the main this is one of the main characters yeah. in the book now here's the thing claire was not raped but like i uh, uh, maybe raped I, I i can't remember exactly what it is but she was put into a very compromised position and, mm. and hurt badly by mm. by a boy right you know at school mm. Uh, or someone anyway they took him out and it's really bad mm. and then we have this whole chapter of the book which is the torture like the revenge torture moment mm. where because because Henry is older and she's just 16 or right. 17 so she can send him to rough yeah. him up and they just get somebody he has a gun points the gun in his face tie them up takes him to a tree strips him up beats him up he does a lot of like he does a lot of beating people up like okay. in this book like right. there's a whole thing this lawyer that he meets he's like he's already beaten somebody up and the lawyer's like hey he's my friend he's sort of like oh yeah he made some homophobic comments against me and, and I was like wait so uh, where, uh, and it's just one of those things I'm like this is our main character mm. he is an evil person and then when because he doesn't know that he's beaten somebody up in the past mm. and then he comes back into the real and then when he does it he comes back into the real timeline notices this scar mm. on on Claire's breast or something where this guy had stubbed a cigarette out on mm. her on her mm. breast which again it's terrible that which she went through but and then she is like ah you've just you've got just gone back to the time that we got, got tied this guy up threatened him with a gun left him naked in the woods and beat him up and stuff like that Mm. and it's just i don't know i'm like this was a like the revenge porn bit was the was the bonding moment between two adults and it's not like it's not suddenly like she is no longer 17 anymore and now she's like a real adult Mm. and he he comes back and she was like oh i really regret that you know like i can't believe we did that and he's sort of like oh i was following your lead it's sort of like yeah but you should you know there's no acknowledgement that this is like super problematic that what's going on yeah it's just sort of like and he kissed her and she was like yep nodded at him and they never mentioned it ever again and i'm like mention the time that you threatened someone with a gun took him to the woods tied him to a tree beat him up and left him there okay and and i'm like this like if this was part of my life this would be like the defining moment in my life you know what i mean (laughs) it would be so emotional that me if i didn't have time travel if i didn't have control over my emotional time travel that would be the thing that i kept on going back to you know yeah you know you understand what i mean like there's oh it's 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 rough. I, I think I do remember all these bits and pieces, but it's yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I made another note here. Author clearly likes punk music, although I've no idea how we are meant to believe Claire and Henry like punk music because I know the author is doing lots of self-inserting into this sort of like mm. I like this kind of food and I like reading this books and I like this kind of art or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And I understood why now this is a seventeen-hour audiobook. I'm like, ah, this is the and I, when I was just reading through other people's reviews, I'm sort of like literally grocery lists of what they're going to do. And other people said yes, <laughs> name dropping of punk acts in the early nineties that they went to go and see and i didn't believe that these people were into punk you know 
yeah. it just it didn't make sense to me that why why these characters are into punk like and what they're doing and also just the characters just didn't just didn't make sense at all right. you know like henry works in a library as a librarian but also he kept on disappearing and then reappearing naked in the library and it just never that was never brought up as something but he kept it seemed like he had that same job for like 10 20 years or whatever maybe they didn't uh, but he's care also punk and I, what Maybe they didn't care. I, 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 honestly, I didn't get far enough in the book to understand how that wasn't a big right. thing. And then we go to Claire's house. Now, yeah. we've spent a lot of time at Claire's house up until then. Yeah. Because he keeps arriving there. Yes, of and, course. And he, you know, he often he, he often arrives in a meadow, like in the cover of the book, you know, yeah. sort of like a meadow. He arrives and they spend time hanging out in this meadow outside the house, mm-hmm. like during the summers or whatever. But sometimes it's cold and she sneaks him into the basement of the house. Now, when he arrives there, for the first time in the book as an adult mm. no when claire's also an adult it's his first time arriving there so he's yeah. never seen his house before okay and he, that's why he's never trying to travel there because he doesn't have any connection to it yeah and he turns up and we discover that claire lives in a fucking mansion like a massive mansion yeah with like 27 rooms or whatever it says well, and that's big and she's got Five, three or four or five. I thought I counted three just where I was up to in the book. But mm. looking on Goodreads, someone says she's got five black servants looking after her. Like when they arrive, they pull up and he's sort of like, are we not going to get the bags out the back? And she's like, no, Jimmy will get those. And they just go into the house and mm. stuff. And and her family is just terrible. And she is terrible and they've got like this caricature black servants just looking after them for Christmas and going sort of like oh we're going to dress up and I was literally listening to this this was what I was listening to in in, in you know when I was falling asleep yesterday and also when I woke up yeah. uh, you know uh, this morning I put it back on and I was like oh everyone in this book is terrible and I but here's the thing it's not just that these are terrible people who, who feel like they've got I mean, they're not slaves, but black servants, mm. and like, and the author has got the like. W- w- there isn't anything romantic to me about living, like, going out and like going out of Chicago for driving for two hours into the country and going to a big stately home, mm. and then being looked after by black servants. And When's with, this book supposed to? This was in like the 1990s. This was, and but and then this was written in 2003 or published in 2003. Okay. And and again, uh, when I was just mm. reading through some other people's Goodreads reviews, yeah. other people brought this up, just going, "Really? Like <laughs> this is this is it? You know?" Yeah. And as you know, it just felt like everybody. And then also they were like, "Who's this guy? Oh, your father's this famous musician. That means your mother was this famous singer." And he's like, "Yes, it is." And it's suddenly like, "Oh, like." Everybody is elite. Everybody is like upper class in the book. Everybody yeah. is like, I don't know. It just, I just hate. I found myself hating these people. Okay. And I was like, I can't spend another ten hours or eleven hours or whatever I have left on this book. I want to spend zero <laughs> more time with these people. Well, the good thing is that you can just yeah, stop. I could just stop reading <laughs> because I was like, these people are monstrous, horrific people who. I mean, there's all like, like the best thing you can say about these people is at least I've never raped somebody. And I was like, but that uh, whole grooming very, when you're an adult. Of a, but that's of very, this, very low well, bar, isn't it? Yeah, it's sort of like at least. I've, and so here's the thing. If you were, I don't know. 
no matter how problematic the overall like too much sex in in, in the night's dawn trilogy and well joshua calvert goes on his penis adventures and stuff and i'm like mm, the, and, and the other characters there as well i'm like the age difference here is a bit weird yeah. like i don't know uh, i'm just saying like at least i've got no problems with consent in that book and when rape happens in the night's dawn trilogy at least i know it's rape mm. if you do you understand what yeah, i mean yeah, like yeah. at least i understand that people have bound Boundaries, and that when other characters cross those boundaries, it's, it's explicit. And you know, it's bad. And it's and it's known bad. Like yep. for example, one in in the Night's Dawn trilogy, one character wants to take a riverboat trip down, mm-hmm. and and she gets on the boat and is sort of like, "Yes, here I am. I'm coming. You know, I'm coming along." And they were like, "Great. Now you're going to work in the kitchen to pay your to pay your way down mm-hmm. the river." And you're mm-hmm. like, "Okay." And then it's sort of like, "Oh, and now you've got to sleep with the captain to pay your way." And she's like, "That's not." That wasn't part of it. And they were like, I thought, and they were like, I thought you understood the deal here. Like, yeah. like the money you're paying for this isn't take, isn't enough to pay for your way down the river. You and know, you're working in the kitchen. You're working in the kitchen. Either. That's not enough. It's sort of like, didn't you understand what's going on here? And it's meant to be a bad experience for yes. the character. Do yeah. you understand? Like, yeah. it's it's explicitly not cool. Yeah. But also shows how she really wants to get out of the situation, which, to be honest, is a good thing because it wasn't a good situation. She was, you know, you yeah. know what I mean, like. There's yeah, yeah. a there's a there's a character building moment mm-hmm. where the cost of using of agreeing to be used in that way mm-hmm. is a known cost and a known bad thing mm-hmm. and a and a massive crossing of a line. Yeah, but it it's it's that kind of thing like every action should move the action forward or reveal something about a character. It does both. Yeah, you know, and you and in this book. Everything that happens doesn't move the, the the action forward, and also it reveals n- worse n- things. Worse <laughs> things about characters, and I'm like, again, it's one of those things that I'm like just grimacing reading about this, the, like the the characters in this book, and I was like, this feels like I don't know. Uh, I don't know how I'm meant to feel, yeah. and I don't understand how I'm meant to want to spend another eleven hours of an audiobook like this. Yeah. And I know that there's going to be an emotional payoff because I already know how he's going to die at the end. Mm. And I, I, I'm like, I, I honestly don't understand how people like spending time with this and can be happy that these people get together. Mm. These people deserve each other. They're nasty, bigoted, like evil people. And the only reason it feels like they're getting together, not because they even like each other, it's just because it's it's already you know it's that like pulling yourself like the what is it uh, becoming your own grandfather paradox yeah. kind of thing that you don't control your past and you don't control your thing your future and you're like just you're like bolted together and you're both kind of like coming through time in different directions. Yeah, there's nothing I, you can do, and there's nothing and there's nothing they can do about it. So they might as well just do it because it's already ordained, mm. and like he already knows that at this point he's gonna fuck himself, and his father's gonna walk. Like again, it just feels like everything is just set, mm. you know. Mm. And so I'm like, well, I, th- then if they're not even gonna grapple with free will or like I don't know what to say about that. It just, yeah, it just. Uh, anyway. Okay, so you abandoned this. Aband- I DNF did not finish. And you're gonna give it a rating. I'll give it one star because again there was that like intellectually bringing up the problem it, of yeah yeah like if if I just had to spend time with these people and there wasn't the cool to, like int- I wouldn't say cool but interesting time travel like um consent versus uh, I don't know 
immortality. No, not immortality. What am I trying to say? So I, I don't know, sort of like fixed fate of life versus consent and knowing in the future you're going to marry this person. So yeah. you're like, in the future I gave consent for him to fuck me. So that means can, do I get, do I, you know, all of that kind of mm. weird stuff that's brought up yeah. is interesting intellectually yeah. and then seems to be, thrown away at this middle part of the book and I was like I just don't care like I, I don't understand what more can be brought to it and it doesn't feel like the author Audrey Niffenegger I think was it yes. is that the name yeah um, yeah and then there's the whole my not involved in human trafficking t-shirt has people asking a lot of questions already answered by my shirt um, I didn't even rape anybody yeah I've never raped anyone by the way and I'm like great like, on honestly honestly I don't trust the guy in this book to oh. understand what rape is or consent is. Yeah. And, I, and also, I'm not even sure if the author of the book does. So it's not even like mm. a decision by the author to put, put in a character who doesn't understand what's going mm. on. It feels just blind to all of the issues and feelings that people who have like ever had any human relationship with anybody in their lives... Mm. Uh, you know family friends boyfriends girlfriends wh whatever it's gonna be you know yeah. it, like it just feels like this is written from the point of view who is like just going uh, I guess I don't actually have to address how people feel or how people think mm. or how people might act or how people might think about other people might act you know <laughs> okay Like nobody says, oh yeah, actually what happened is that my wife already knew me because while I was a 40-year-old, I kept on visiting her when she was eight years old. Like nobody, like I just wanted someone in the book to go, whoa, whoa, like, whoa. Like, so in the, like, you don't know this yet, but you know that in the future you're going to keep returning to her. And he's sort of like, like, but and, and then it could be interesting to say, ah, but I don't have anything, I don't have any control over it. So, mm. you know, I'm just going to, you know, go along with it because I already know it worked out okay yeah. because she still likes me and I didn't fuck her. Like, even though she was trying to get me to fuck her, but I didn't, you know, like this, uh, this yeah. review here, Tamahomi's review. Uh, let me have a look here. Uh, shelved as lemmed, which I'm not quite sure what that means. Um, uh, uh, he's on part four of 16 of the library audiobook. Well, the movie was two hours and the audiobook was 17 hours. So you do the math. It's like a mini series of everything possible, of every possible advantage of time travel. At least he's keeping his hands off her when she's really young. <laughs> That's it. Like, this is literally the only good thing I can say about this book. At least he's keeping his hands off her when she's really young. Yeah. Uh, as I say, it's a very low bar. <laughs> <laughs> It's as low as it can get. It's as low. It's it literally as low as it can get. Yeah. Oh, and I've never raped anyone. That's that that literally yeah, yeah. that literally might as well be the type uh, uh, title of this book. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what do you mean you've never raped anyone? And sort of like, uh, the the book title is <laughs> is answering all of the questions already yeah. brought up by my book title. That's fun. All right, that's, I'm going to wrap it up there. Okay. I'm going to. What's uh, the next? What's next? What do you mean? What's well, the you next? already gave, gave your rating. It's one star. Oh, one star, yeah. And uh, so, any ideas what you're going to read next? Then no, to, not like, really, because this is this is two books in a row. This is two books in a row. The previous book I was reading was this Philip Jose Farmer one. Yeah. And I got like uh, four hours into that, 
and I abandoned that. But I didn't read enough of that to feel like I should do a full, like I do a podcast review about it. Yeah. Because it's just another, like, 1960s, 1970s, dying earth, people going on a journey. And it felt too much like the uh, City of Illusions by Ursula K. Le Guin okay. that I just read. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is like the same kind of story from the same kind of thing, but without, like, the inciting incident or direction that that book had. I'm just, like, with people going on a journey across yeah. the, And I was like, mm, nah. Well, you have four nope, audible credits. You can yeah. splurge out on something you always well, wanted here's to the thing. get. I might just carry on with the Night's Dawn trilogy. I mean, fuck it. May- okay. Maybe I will, because like I like to mix things up. Like I don't want to just read the same author back to back to back. And now I've read, I've tried to read two of the books between that. It's not working out. <laughs> and I haven't managed to finish either of them. <laughs> yeah. And, but I've did, I did do an episode about this. Okay. I wasn't, I, I wasn't actually sure if I was going to do an episode about this, but then it turns out you read the book yeah, and I was like, I okay, well, let's, let's just talk about it. brought it downstairs. Yeah. yeah. All right. Have you got anything else to say about it? Ed? No. What book are really. you reading at the moment? I just finished a book, which is... Oh, yeah. Not even worth talking about. No, is it a science fiction book? It is... Oh, was this a romance book that you're reading? Yes. And it was a science fiction romance book. It's like trashy <laughs> science fiction. Is there lots of sexy fun times in it? Is there Not penis a, adventures? Yes. Um, there's lots of people getting really horny and then not doing it. And then finally they're doing it and she's rubbing up against his length. <laughs> rubbing up against his length. Give us the title of the book. It's called Polaris Rising. Bye. Just see something, something. Okay, I'll, I'll quickly look at it here. There, there's nothing, there's nothing podcast filling enough about this. It's just, it, I, it was available at the library. Oh, is and it I, again and again? Oh, it's free. Polaris it's free Rising by Jesse Mihalik. Oh, you got the name right. It's fun. And your rating is? And your rating is? 1.5 let's say 2.5 okay because if if it's fun and you got to the end 1.5 is like really low for something that's fun and that you got to the end of yes the uh, the sexy stuff is a bit i don't know it's like always this kind of like they're saying stuff but then really trying to avoid stuff. But, you know, I, I don't know. It, Let me just read the first line of the blurb. A space princess on the run and a notorious outlaw soldier become unlikely allies in this imaginative, sexy space opera adventure. The first in an exciting science fiction trilogy. <laughs> yes, this is... A, oh, this that's, is a, I, it, it's literally called a sexy space opera adventure. <laughs> that, yeah. It's you... You honestly started reading a book that's called a sexy space opera adventure. I now I, I must admit, I must admit, I did call Night's Dawn trilogy the the what is it the uh, the reality dysfunction. I did subtitle that Joshua Calvert's Penis Adventures. Yes, but it's funny that this is literally in the blurb, um, a, an imaginative sexy space opera adventure. Yeah, and there's lots of things that's very convenient here about this yeah. and stuff. But it's some fun chasing around, flying in spaceships with some interesting, <laughs> faster than light, whatever. Uh, but it's totally not worth talking politics about. Politics and no, there's nothing like it, it's. This really feels like one of those. Uh, you, how these little books called the, uh, you know, the, the the trashy ones that you can just like a pulp adventure, a pulp adventure kind yeah. of thing. Like absolutely, and it's not even. There are lots of flaws with it. Lots of things that are just not good but other things are fun again so this is i say 2.5 stars all right well i'm glad it was free in the library app yes right that's it from us you can follow us on instagram at i'm luke burridge and juliana is at juku berlin yep we're also both on uh, mastodon which yes. i'm enjoying uh, following people on mastodon at the moment yeah good 
instead of Twitter. Uh, you can follow, find our handles in the in the show notes of this. Uh, check out that or the blog post of this as well. Become our friends on Goodreads.com. I can see that. Uh, actually, I was going to say what my what my uh, followers and other people liked it, but let's say. You know what? I can't be bothered. Uh, Goodreads has, has destroyed the uh, uh, usefulness of me saying generally what people who I follow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it seems like four stars and then quite a, a few one stars as well. Yeah. Um, so and a few five stars. It's a mixed bag. Mixed bag and a few people who didn't finish it. So, yes, I really enjoy I did read through everybody's review of people I'm friends with or, follow, or following on goodreads.com so, uh, of this book. Yes. So if you become my friend, I will read your review of any book that I've read. Uh, <laughs> in this case, I read those reviews before I did my own review. I don't always do that. Normally I do a review and then, you know, and, and then, then while, while I'm doing, doing the podcast, it, yeah. <laughs> I'll have a skim down. But here I wanted to make sure that, like, because I didn't finish it, I wanted to make sure that other people might have had the same issues with me. Yes. And I did like this by Tamahomi. Not with you, with At the At least book. he's keeping his hands off her when she's young, really young. Mm-hmm. Not just young, really mm-hmm. young. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Um, that's it. That's it. Oh, yeah. And also the SFBRP listener group on goodreads.com uh people give feedback about things and updates and uh books they would like to see reviews yeah Yeah, so check that out too but that's it from us thanks a lot for listening and we'll catch you next time goodbye